worship and give you glory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I heard the woman of God say that God will fight for us. Y'all believe that? If you know that you've got the victory, come on and stand to your feet and make some noise. We're just going to let the glory of the Lord arise among us. Is that all right? Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let all
If that's your heart desire this morning, go ahead and lift up your hands and say, I want more of you, God, and I need you. Let the sound of worship just fill this place. Hallelujah. This is the sound. Say that I love you. The sound. Show that I'm grateful. The sound of surrender. This is the sound.
the Lord. We are grateful to God for all of you being here this morning. We pray that something will be said or done to increase your faith in the Lord. We thank those of you who are joining us for your live stream, whether you are local, national, or international. It's a joy to come together to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. Please don't forget all the activities going on. We encourage more and more of you to please join what we, what we called the Pastors Club. And this is an effort to build a house for our young people, keep them off the street, keep them out of jail, and give them something positive to do. And we have discovered the way to minister to young people, you have to entertain them. But not only just entertainment, but we have to attend to their spirituality. We, we have noticed when we combine the two, they do respond. So this is an effort to build a house to achieve those goals. And so if you want to be a part of this club, we encourage you to give a thousand dollars. And if the Lord enable you to do more, be a blessing to our youth in central Louisiana. And if you don't have that much, whatever the Lord has laid in your heart, God knows it's between you and God. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible with you this morning, will you please turn with me to the book of First Peter, chapter 5. We welcome all of our guests. We appreciate you. And thanks to all of our elders and deacons and deaconesses, ministers of the gospel, ministry leaders. We are grateful that we are in a church where people freely serve God. The book is 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse number 8. 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse number 8. We are grateful to Pastor and all the ministers here, we appreciate every one of you. First Peter chapter 5, 
verse 8. The Bible says, be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, is walking around seeking whom he may devour. While you are still standing, let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for another day of blessing. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to this house. We are grateful that you have chosen to be here. We celebrate your presence. And because you are here, we say to every demonic forces, you don't belong here, you got to go. In the name of Jesus Christ. We come against every forces of darkness. And we cancel out every assignment of the demons concerning us, concerning our family, concerning our children. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now we say, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Speak to our heart. Minister to us in a very special way. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Watch Out for the Devil. Watch out for who? The devil. Permit me to set the background for this message by sharing with you a true story of what happened in my own life. My family and I, we were living in the city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we decided to go for additional, or what we call post-doctoral degree in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So we had to pack our belongings and travel to the state of Arkansas. We've never been there before. We were given some directions and we were given a map. So we embarked on this journey from Baton Rouge to northwest Louisiana, uh, Arkansas, in the city of Fayetteville. The map that was given to us was to give us direction. And we also warned that there are all kinds of hills and valleys in that part of the state we are going. And we have to be careful because there's a lot of wrecks and accidents along the way. So from studying the map, it looked like 
from Baton Rouge all the way to Arkansas, we just get on Highway 71 and travel north. So we were trying to read the map so we won't get lost and to make sure we identify all the dangerous spots that they mentioned to us. Ironically, we got lost in the city of Alexandria, Louisiana. <laughs> Which is it's amazing how God works. We got to the big circle there. We are supposed to be traveling north. We don't know where north is. And we find ourselves going round and round in circles. But by the grace of God, we made it even though we got there late. I said all of that to point out to you that all of you here, all of us, we are in a journey called life. And we are traveling from the planet Earth to a place called heaven. This journey, this trip, once you are born, you start to, to, to travel. You started on your journey. I can start there to point out to you that it means you're not here to stay. This world is not our home. We are all just passing through. Many of us behave as if we're here to stay. But if you keep on living, the day will come when you got to go. The Bible says it is appointed unto men and women of this world to have to deal with death. Ladies and gentlemen, this journey from earth to heaven is full of dangers. There are landmines along the way. There are explosives along the way. But the good news, ladies and gentlemen, God has given us a roadmap. That roadmap, ladies and gentlemen, is the Bible. And that roadmap is intended to show you and me all the dangers along the way and how to avoid them. That roadmap, the Bible, is to show you and me the pitfalls and the landmines along the way. So you and me can make this journey safely into the presence of God. Let me warn you, brothers and sisters, what you do with that map, that roadmap, that blueprint. What you do with that Bible in your hand will determine how well you do here on earth and how well you do in heaven. 
I have to point out up front that many of us, we handle that roadmap different ways. Some of us, we simply fold it and put it in a house and never use it. There are some of us that looked at it but really don't pay attention to the directions. You say to yourself, I'll just take my chance. Let's just keep driving. We'll find a way to get there. We don't need no direction. Then there are some of us that will look at this roadmap called the Bible once in a while. Some only look at it when they get lost. Some only look at it when they are in trouble. Many people only reference this roadmap occasionally. Please permit me to warn you again if you don't hear anything from this message. You need to learn to pay attention to the roadmap given by God. Your life depends on it. Your success on earth depends on it. I don't, for the life of me, understand why people have the Bible and don't read it. Why will you have a road map to get to where you're going, but you never look at the map? I come to tell somebody that road map called the Bible that God has given you is very necessary, absolutely essential for you to succeed on this planet Earth. Why is that important? It is that roadmap that will help you to avoid all the pitfalls, all the landmines on this planet Earth. There's no need for you to step on landmines if you can avoid it. So your Bible is critical for your survival. Why am I saying this? So that you can finish well. Apostle Paul talked about finishing well in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. You will see Paul talking about his own journey. He said, I fought me a good fight. He said, I finished my course. And he said, yes, I've made this journey. I kept the faith. What is his secret? He had the roadmap. And he constantly studied the roadmap. So the question must be asked, well, if you say we're traveling from earth to glory, and Brother Pass, if you say, on this journey, there are landmines, there are explosives, there are danger. 
And if you say, be careful, there's an adversary of your soul. How am I going to make it? Well, the Bible gave you, that roadmap gave you direction. And the direction we call to your attention this morning in the text that was read to your hearing, it says this is what you need to do. Be sober. Be vigilant. Why do I have to be sober? Why do I have to be vigilant? I'm glad you asked. He said, you see, you have an adversary. So you need to watch out. Now you see why we say watch out for the devil. In case you don't know who your adversary is, that scripture gave you his name. He said, watch out for your adversary, the devil. So don't say, it's my mother-in-law. Don't say, it's my husband. Don't say, it's my wife. The Bible did not leave you guessing. Your adversary, his name is the devil. And I'm not talking about somebody with horns. So don't look for somebody in a red jumpsuit. The devil is a spirit being. His name is Satan. Lucifer. He was an angel and he was kicked out of heaven. So that's how he got here to the planet Earth. So how do we deal with him? I'm glad you asked. The way you deal with him, you got to know his strategies. You got to know his tricks. The book of Genesis chapter 3, verse number 1 tells you more about him. The Bible calls him the serpent. And the Bible tells you about his nature. The Bible says he's subtle. You know what that means? He's slick. Somebody said that. Ladies and gentlemen, he is crafty. He is shrewd. So there's really no surprises if you pay attention to the roadmap of God. When the Bible calls him a serpent, the Bible is referring to the devil as a snake. And I hate to tell you, we got snakes even in the church house. We got some talking snake. We got some walking snake. We got some snake that just curl. You won't even know they're close until they strike you. To help you appreciate 
what your adversary looks like, what he does. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion. And he's walking about. And he's seeking. He's looking for somebody to mess with, to devour. I want you to know about this adversary. That's why we say watch out for the devil. John chapter 10 verse 10 says he comes to steal from you. He comes to kill. And he comes to destroy you. So watch out. You have to watch out for his trick. You have to watch out for his strategies. You have to watch out for his games. One of his games, one of his strategies is deception. What did I call it? And the world is full of deception today. Let me give you some examples. Have you ever gotten a letter at home that says, congratulations. You've been pre-approved. Am I the only one? You now have $10,000 added to your credit. I don't even use credit cards. Sometimes I will get mails that says you are now a platinum member. You know, everybody wants to be in, in that kind of club. Makes you have a big head. Sometimes they will write to me, and my wife will say, you got some mails, and I open it up. They say, you have been selected as a preferred customer. <laughs> so the world is full of deceptions. And if you're not careful why, you're, why they're sending you all of that, if you don't read the fine print, you, you will get sucker punched. That's what the devil does. Trickery. Deception. It looks good. It smells good. It feels good. But if you look deep, it's rotten. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 says, there is a way that seemeth good. But the end thereof is what? Destruction. It's death. That's why you have to watch out. Every idea brought before you is not necessarily godly. You have to pray about it. If somebody show up with a ring, will you marry me? I don't know. No, no, not so fast, you say. Pray about it. 
Genesis chapter 3, verse 4, shows you how the devil deceives. He went to the garden, met with Miss Eve. And he told Miss Eve, what's up? Sister Gracie, we're doing well. Then he said, what about that tree? Looks good out there. Oh, Miss Eve said, no, we're not allowed. We're not permitted to touch that one. Because God said if we touch that, we're going to die. Now, notice what the devil said. He said, oh, you will not die. Whoever told you that is lying. He used deception. His strategy is to twist the word of God. It's like an illusionist. You ever been to a magic show and see some of those illusionists? They've been doing something over here just to get your attention. And then while you're focused on what's going on here, they do something over here. And then before you realize, you say, what happened? You've been distracted. He's saying to Eve in the Garden of Eden, you will not surely die. You and I go through that today without realizing it. That same devil is using the same trick. He will come to you and me and will say, now, nah, what you're trying to do is not going to hurt you. Just try it. You're not going to catch no HIV. Just go for it. It's the same trick he's using. He will come to a young lady. No, you're not going to get pregnant. Just try it. He will say to a grown-up young man, he will say, no, you're not going to get addicted. Just try it one time. And now your friends give you a piece of weeds. This is the same trick that he used in the Garden of Eden. He will say things like, oh, nobody will find out. He might even suggest to you everybody is doing it. Or just try one time. And then you try one time, you get hooked. He will tell you, oh, it's not that bad. Take a piece out of his pocket. Say, look at me, you see? <laughs> you can do it too. I'm a living witness. Don't let the devil suggest to you it's not that bad. It can be really, really bad. Before you realize it, you become addicted to drugs. 
Before you realize it, you become addicted to pornography. Before you realize it, you become addicted to alcohol or sex or prostitution. I mean, I can go on and on. Even gambling. I was listening to Pastor Dayton this morning. He lives in Maxfield. He said, passing through the casino, the casino is full. While people are scared to come to the house of God. Because people are tricked by the devil. Are you all still here? How do I know these things? Well, I've been there. Before you realize it, you become addicted to bad diets. Before you realize you become addicted to greed, to envy, to pride, to lust. Some of us will begin to blame people for our problem. Been there. The reality, ladies and gentlemen, all of us here have made unwise decisions. Along the way on this Christian journey, just dumb decisions that you look back to say, man, I cannot believe. And the result of that, there is consequence for sin. Are you still here? You pay daily for it. Some of you, you're still paying. Some of us have scars in our body to show for it. Ain't nobody shouting today. Some of you know what it is to make a mistake and pay for years. Many of us have to learn the hard way. You know the lesson we learn, we discover when you play with sin... Sin will end up playing with you. That's why the Holy Spirit sent me to remind somebody today, watch out for the devil. One moment you're in charge, next moment sin take over. And at times sin will take over your life for days. Sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months. I hate to tell you, sometimes for years. One day, I never will forget it. This may not be the best example, but it happened to me. My wife do not like me eating sweets. I don't know why. So, so bless God, I had a, a court hearing out of town, and I was all by myself. And I was in Baton Rouge, actually, and there's a place over there on Plank Road, Crisp Cream. <laughs> I got me a whole box. 
That's 12 in the pot. So on my way back, I begin to help myself one by one. And then the devil suggests to me, he said, look, you're a lawyer now. You need to get rid of the evidence. So, so that means I have to eat all of the crispy cream. All 12. And then I have to throw away the, don't tell anybody I said this. I throw away the, the box. Make sure I spray the car. And sure enough, she never found out. She's just hearing this today. But I was sick as a dog for two weeks. <laughs> I'm trying to help somebody. Watch out for the devil. His trick is to distract you, to deceive you, to play with your mind. And before you realize it, he got you. He wants to suggest to you that the word of God cannot be trusted. You hear it over and over again in today's generation. You try to tell them what thus says the Lord, they will say, oh, that's old. That was written 2,000 years ago. 4,000 years ago. They say, pastor, back then they had no technology. No cell phone, no Facebook, no Instagram, no TikTok. But Romans chapter 3 verse 4 say, <laughs> let God be true. Every man, everything else is a lie. You need that roadmap. Don't get carried away with all the high tech, with all the gadgets. At the end of the day, you need that roadmap. You need that guide for your Christian journey. The book of St. John, chapter 8, verse 44 says, You need to know that Satan is a liar. And he's the father of lies. In other words, he was born a liar. Do you ever know any born liars? I know a few of them. Every time they open their mouth, a lie come out. We had a leader like that. Let me share with you, I'm trying to warn you, watch out for the devil, watch out, watch out. As a child of God, you ought to recognize him. The roadmap gives you plenty of guide. He said, be sober, be vigilant, your adversary. The devil, I mean, he gives you detailed description. He says he's going about 
He's like a roaring lion, a bully. He's looking for somebody to mess with, to devour. He wants to destroy you and me. And let me tell you something about the devil. There's something called game films in sports. No real team goes to any serious game without studying the opponent. The devil has a game film on you. He studies your weaknesses. Are you listening to me? He studies your vulnerabilities. He looked carefully at the films to check out your tendencies. The truth be told, you've been assigned a demon. The other day I was telling you, God has assigned you a guardian angel. But now I'm letting you know the devil has assigned a demon to study you. To find out areas where you're weak. To find out your likes and your dislikes. And that's what you see happening in the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 5, he told Miss Eve. He said, you know what's really going on here? God knew the day you eat from this tree, your eyes will be open. He says, sister girl, let me tell you, let me school you. God is playing game with you. He knew once you eat from this tree, you're going to be like God. You're going to know. You see, that tree is called the tree of good and evil. By the way, I can stop there and preach. When, when you have knowledge of good and evil, I call the Google. So you can Google anything, huh? and you can find out all the good, the bad, the ugly. So he's trying to suggest to Sister Girl that God is selfish. God knows if you eat from that tree of knowledge of good and evil, you'll be like God. And I believe that's our problem today. That's why I call it Google search. We know too much. We know good stuff. We know evil stuff. We know ugly stuff. It's so bad. Now if you're talking to young people, right there while you're talking, they're Googling you. And they will tell you, Mama, no, that ain't right. You lie. <coughs> How you know, son? Well, I just Googled it. Knowledge of good and evil. The devil is suggesting to Miss Eve, God knows you'll be smart like him. God knows you, you'll be equal. You know as much as God. Then you won't need him anymore. That's exactly what's going on in our world today. You want to know why people are not in church today? Because in their psyche, 
they believe they don't, they don't need God. They can Google, they can search, they can check social media. They know they've, they've eaten from the tree of good and evil. It's a spirit of rebellion. It's a spirit of antichrist. It's a spirit of independence. That spirit says, if you are like him, or if you're equal to him, you don't need him. You'll be amazed how many young people will tell you, no, I am not planning to marry nobody. For what? I got my own job. I got my own. I can do good by myself. There's a movie like that. Some of you went to see it. I don't have to submit to nobody. I'll be my own boss. It's a spirit. If you are equal to God, then God cannot boss you around. So they think. They say, I can be just like God. Got my own thing going on. Sounds like one commercial. No, mama. <laughs> they say, be like Mike. And they made a shoe called Air Jordan. And everybody was buying it. One of my children got into that. The only thing, was, if he's not Jordan, he's not going to wear it. Shoe, Jordan. Shirt, Jordan. Pants, Jordan. I might get in trouble for this. But my, my wife will get up early in the morning. They'll go line up at the store. I said, I refuse to be a part of this stupidity. <laughs> but they will go there before, some of them will get there at 5 a.m. The store don't open until 9. And then they get the shoe, and they get a shirt that says number 23. And But ladies and gentlemen, why are they doing this? Because they want to be like Mike. Why are they buying the shoe? They want to be like Mike. They want to be able to fly like Mike. But the truth be told, ladies and gentlemen, putting on Jordan's shoe won't make you be like Mike. Wearing a jersey number 23 will not make you fly. Your ability must match your shoe. Am I right about it? What is my message? I'm trying to suggest to you, stop trying to be your own God. You need God. You are not God. You need him to guide you. You need him to lead you. 
that roadmap that he gave to you, that Bible that is made available to you, you need to check it on regular basis. My heart goes out to our young people. They talk like they know everything. They talk like experts and professors. They have a lot of knowledge now. I give that to them. They know a whole lot. You cannot deceive them. But knowledge without God is a time bomb waiting to explode. There is a God that says, without me, you can do absolutely nothing. And part of the problem of our young people, and many of you, 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 you've, become, you've become enslaved with their trickery. These young people, they want to be independent, but at the same time, dependent on you. They want to tell you, don't tell me what to do, mama. But just feed me. They want to tell you, daddy, don't tell me where I can go, where I cannot go. Just buy me a car. The Lord delivered me from that. Many years ago, My family thought I was just old and mean and just won't change to new ways. But thank God, many of them look back now and say, Daddy, thank you. If you want to be independent of your parent, then go buy your own car. If you want to be independent, you don't need direction, then pay your own cable bill. Then buy your own cell phone, doggone it. And you know what? It's not just the teenagers. That's what we are doing as children of God. We want to be independent of God. Remember when Israel said to God, we want our own king. We don't want God to lead us no more. That spirit is still going on today. We want to be independent. And can I be brutally honest with you? Because we, we think like that. Because we think we don't need God. We don't need to go to church. We don't need a preacher. So God, step back. You want to be independent? You want your own king? Go ahead. Make my day. And now we're making a big mess. Look at what mess we're in right now. Now we're in a situation that violence is a common thing. I turn on the television. This morning, and the reporters are reporting 47 deaths. We've not even gotten to half of the year. All kinds of mass shooting going on. Do you think the coronavirus was just an accident? Get a clue, baby. But when you said, you don't need God no more. 
then God will step back and remove that edge of protection. Now people are dying and people are still dying. Watch out for the devil in your life. We need God. We need his roadmap. I never will forget a story. One time, uh, Muhammad Ali, many of you know Ali was, I mean, he's the, he's the greatest. So he was flying. He was on, a, on an aeroplane, and the stewards came to Muhammad Ali and said, Sir, will you please put on your seatbelt? And then they keep on checking the rest of the aisle. And these two was came back again and noticed that Muhammad at least he had no seat belt on. He says, sir, will you please buckle up? We're about to take off. Muhammad Ali looked at him and said, Superman don't need no seat belt. Superman don't need to buckle up. The steward looked at him and said, Superman don't need airplane either. <laughs> Buckled up. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to share with you? I know you got all these whistles and bells. My message to you, I don't care how much you got. You need God. I don't care how much education, I don't care how many degrees you got behind your name, I don't care how much money you got, I don't care how much position, how much prestige, how successful you are, I don't care what you wear to church today, I don't care what you drive to church today, I don't care how big a mansion you live, you need God. There is an adversary out there. He's trying to devour you. He's trying to destroy you. You need to watch out. How do you beat the devil to his own game? You need a roadmap. That roadmap is the Bible. Now you see why Second Chronicles. Let me end on this note. While my musicians are getting ready. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. He said, if, underline that word, if. It's up to you and me. If my people who are called by God's name. Guess what we need to do? Four things. Make a mental note of it. We need to humble ourselves. What did I say we need to do? Number two, we need to pray. That's right, Brother Deacon. We need to seek his face. You see, you look around. Does that look like a community that is seeking his face? Most people are at their home right now, drinking, 
we need to seek God's face. COVID-19 didn't stop you from going to the casino. COVID-19 didn't stop you from going to Mona. COVID-19 didn't stop you from going to grocery store. Seek my face. You know, number four, we've got to turn from our wicked ways. A million go- government policy will not solve the current problem. I hate to say my shooting will continue until we seek God. We've got to turn from our wicked ways. And he said if we would do that, he would do three things. Number one, he will hear us. And I don't know about you, I want God to hear me when I pray. Number two, he will forgive us. I don't know about you, I've made some wrong turns, some mistake in my life. Thank God for God's forgiveness. I need his mercy over my life every day. Number three, he said he will heal the land. Am I the only one who needs God to heal me? Do we not need healing in our community? Do we not need healing in our church, in our city, in our state? We need God to heal our family to heal our community, to heal our school system, to heal our government. Do you see all the divisions going on? We need God to heal us. I'm going to ask every one of you to stand to your feet. And if you're here this morning, you say, Brother Pastor, you're right. We need to watch out for the devil. We need to see God's face. I want us to pray corporately. Amen. I want one of our elders to pray for us today. We are all my dick in the elderly folks. Amen. Come here, Brother Dick. I really believe with all my heart. If we want to see a turnaround of some of the mess going on, you got to turn back to God. The secret of the success of America is God. To walk away from that, we will lose everything we've got. I hear the Lord say, without me, you can do absolutely nothing. You can go to the moon, you can go to Mars, God will still be God. Watch out for the devil. Stay away from him. 
He's a loser. And misery loves company. He knows his own ending. And he's trying to drag the rest of us with him. Stay away from him. And the Lord will bless you. Brother Deacon, will you please pray for us? Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you right now, Lord. We need you. Every hour, every minute, every second, Lord, we need you right now, Lord. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you, Father, for changed minds this morning. Open heart, receptive to your word this morning, Lord. Father, we realize you said, if my people. We are your people this morning, Lord, and we're calling on you this morning, Lord, and we're turning from our wicked ways this morning. Lord, I like the next verse. You said, when we do these things, you will hear our prayers that are made in this place. So, Father, we thank you right now. We thank you that we're going to change the way we talk, the way we walk. We're going to change the way we think, Lord. We're going to put our minds on you this morning, Lord, because we need you this morning. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you, Father God, that you give us strength by the power of your Holy Spirit that we can discern the wiles of the devil this morning as he tried to speak to us, as he tried to be cunning to us, Lord. We thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us. We walk by the Spirit, not by flesh this morning. Lord, we thank you for leading and guiding us by the power of your Holy Spirit this morning that we may know when the enemy is coming against us, Lord, that we may... We may speak your word. We may speak your word, Lord. We may resist the devil. For your word says we resist him, he'll flee. Lord, we thank you right now for the power through the word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of the blood of Jesus. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Lord, we thank you right now that you move by your spirit upon everyone in this building, not only in this building, but those on airway, Father, that may be watching us live streaming, Father. Father, those that may be on radio, TV, ministries, Lord, we just thank you that you move in their lives right now, Lord. No weapon fashioned against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rise up against us shall be condemned because we're standing on your promises right now. Your promises are yea and amen. And we thank you and we bless your name this morning, Lord, for you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. Praises go up. Your word saying blessings come down. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings right now, and we pray for healing right now in the name of Jesus. Those that may be sick, Father, we thank you that you comfort those that are in bereavement right now, Lord. Father, and we just thank you, Father, for those that have lost lives because people thought it was all right to kill, Lord. We pray that you would comfort those families. Even bless that killer right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Only you can forgive, Lord. Only you have forgiveness. And we thank you, Lord. That your grace is renewed and refreshed every morning, Lord. We thank you for the man of God that brought a word this morning, Lord. We lift him up before you right now in the name of Jesus. Continue to strengthen him right now in the name of Jesus, his wife, his family. Father, we just bless you for him right now. And we give you all the praise 
We give you all the honor and we give you all the glory in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Amen. Come on, the Bible says that we may be pressed, but we're not crushed. We may even be persecuted, but never abandoned. Hallelujah. Come on and touch your neighbor and say, if God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. I'm trading my sorrows.
the blood is here. You want to claim the peace of God. The peace of God that will guard your heart. The peace of God that will guard your mind. And the joy of the Lord is here. You want to shout joy. You want to bless him for the joy. Oh, Be blessed this morning, and we pray that God's favor would overtake you.